fueled by the outdoors, your source for hunting, fishing, archery, and all things outdoors. All right, we're good to go. All right, recording? Yep. All right, three, two, one. We're going to Fueled by the Outdoors. We're your hosts, Rick Cates and Chris Leppert. What's going on? And this is the first one we've done in together in probably, what, a month and a half? It has been a long time <laughs> since we've done it together, Rick. <laughs> um, I think the last one, was it's, the last one we did the one with Josh? Dude, it's, yeah, the the shark coochie board yeah. night <laughs> where Josh had too many wines. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> too many bottles. Um. Yeah, we're going to talk about, we've got the uh, the Mobile Hunting Expo coming up tomorrow. Um, so by so, the time you hear this, it'll yeah, be after that. It'll be over, and hopefully there will be like nothing short of like 25,000 people that came. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers we're hoping crossed. for good numbers, uh, but it probably will not be anything close to that. Yeah. Um, but So we figured we'd talk a little bit about mobile hunting. I don't have a lot of time because I have to go pick up our buddy Spencer at the airport, he flew in to help work the expo from Nebraska. Nebraska. Uh, another fellow mobile hunter. So we figured we'd talk to you guys about it. Uh, Rick is a mobile hunter as well, but kind of not, not of the new age. New. Um, he, well, ish. You use a climber. Yeah, I do use a climber. And that's mobile hunting. Um, yeah. But it is very limited. Yes. Um, you, I mean... I've heard people tell me that they can take like uh, their lone wolf climbers and go over limbs. I don't. Any, anytime you talk about going over a limb and a climber, yeah, it just, it just like I don't know how, and I can't comment on it. But I yeah. know that in my summit, I could never right. do that ever. Not even close. So um, I feel like well, you could do it. You don't know about the safety aspects of it. I could do it. So I think if you had a full rail. Not the bow hunting one like I have. Yeah. I have both. I have both top pieces. But I feel like in my youth, with a safety harness and everything, mm-hmm. I could reach down and undo the bottom, put the bottom above the top, then stand on the rail and yeah, you know, put the bottom up there and, and get up on top of it and then pull my rail up. But, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. So deer are creatures of edge. Anybody that deer hunts for a while, and maybe you don't pay attention, but when you have a transition, whether that be from woods to corn or uh, corn to CRP mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, um, a thicket to open hardwoods, mm-hmm. anytime you have an edge where you have a transition of, of terrain or, or whatever's growing there, mm-hmm. that's where you're going to find a lot of deer sign. And what do you always have? On edge, you have trees with a lot of limbs. Yep. And so you have to be able to be where the deer are. You can't, I think it was Dan Infold actually that said, I don't want to hunt a tree. I want to hunt a deer. Right. I don't want to have to go looking for a good, I want to get in whatever tree will get me the deer. Right. And I thought, "Mm, that's pretty freaking intelligent. So. We have the expo coming up tomorrow. We've yes, got we do. a bunch of saddles and stands and honestly, I hope we have a good turnout, but it's not going to matter much cuz I'm going to get to try out a bunch of cool stuff. <laughs> um, we've got the beast stand, the 
2.5. We've got the new Hilo. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a bunch of different uh, lone wolf lone setups sands, that yeah. uh, Cam and some other guys are bringing. We've got, uh, I want to say the Hush stand from Out on a Limb should be there. Um, we've got nearly every saddle on the market. Uh, a couple of yeah. mentionables I have to throw out there are the TX5 gear, uh, TX5 custom gear mm-hmm. um, saddle, and then, man, the... Uh, latitude. The Latitude Method 2 mm-hmm. is something out of a fairy tale. <laughs> uh, I got my hands on one this week, and it is phenomenal. So mm-hmm. um, we're pretty excited to let everybody try those out we got a bunch of great vendors coming so let's dive into the mobile hunting a little bit um first and foremost i just sold rick an old stand of mine and he's pretty excited to give the hanging hunt a go i'm going to let him use a couple of the eastern woods outdoors uh double step sticks they're the feather sticks i believe and um we're going to kind of play around together and and i'm going to show him you know how the how to set the sticks and everything, but I, I just wanted to kind of touch on a few things. Like, you don't have to have the lightest, latest, and greatest setup. There's a price point for everybody. Right. And while I'll gladly lobby that you should buy a beast stand or a hush or whatever, because I do think that they make you a better hunter in a way. Mm-hmm. that most people really don't think about. So if you walk two miles and you have seven pounds on your back or you have 12 or 14 pounds on your back, that's going to make kind of a difference. Yep. Um, you know, you're going to be a more alert, uh, more prepared, more focused hunter. Little stuff like that. Can most people carry that double that length and hang it twice and every like, of course. But it comes back to, like, I used to make fun of people that took chairs mm-hmm. to archery shoots. Well, why, I can stand all day. Well, of course you can stand. But when you don't have to, it's nice But to you had to. an advantage over me because you <laughs> could carry your snacks, your scorecards, and all the water you could ever want in that chair and mm-hmm. then sit down in between targets while we wait. And here I am standing, adding more fatigue, more stress, and I'm not as focused. You're not right. as sharp. So... Uh, that's that's one little little thing to talk about. Uh, what do you do? You have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything as far as not really this I, goes? I mean, one, I think we've got some YouTube videos out there that I think kind of show people how to camp mm-hmm. stuff to trees and you know g- the basic ideas of what you need to to kind of get into a uh, I guess a newer mobile hunting yeah. setup. Um, so a, yeah. a saddle and uh, steps, a sat well. Saddle and ring of steps. Ring of steps. A saddle and a platform, Form. or a saddle and kind of the new hybrid. It's like the the one stick, yep. the ultimate one stick. EWO makes them. I think there's another company or two that makes mm-hmm. them. Maybe out mm-hmm. on a limb, but they come with a platform. So you go up a tree with one stick, and then you stand on that stick the whole time because it's got a little platform on it. Yep. But uh, so you have those options. Of course, you got the climber, but that's a little limited, like we said. Right. And then. Uh, you have the lightweight hang and hunt stands yep. and, and those come in everybody's All kinds price of shapes point. and sizes yep. and prices. Absolutely. And you have the top of the line, which, you know, to me, the, um, 
I don't think for its size, strength, and everything, I don't think anything touches the Beast stand. Mm-hmm. But the Lone Wolf custom gear stands are nice. Right. And and they're they're almost there. I mean, there's one that's lighter than the Beast stand, but it's also half the size. So, you know, duh. Yeah. Um, but it's a minimalist stand, and that's... you. you you have all these walks of life out there. Some guys want to have like that as little stuff. as much, and 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 that's fine. Um, to me, I want to I want to have a little more because it doesn't it doesn't bother me to carry you know an extra pound. Right. Um, you know, again, kind of teeters back and forth from what I said mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you are going to be uh, more focused when it's lighter, but you also do have to consider comfort because that's in the realm right there too. Because if you're uncomfortable, we all know we're not focused. If you're cold, if you're, you know, having fatigued, if you're cold or switch around and stand up and sit down and stretch and all that. I'm like a chameleon on a freaking (laughs) stand. I just, I don't move. So, um, I mean, it's, it's nice to, it's nice to be able to have those options out there. And I think, you know, years ago, when you looked at like an an API or a summit or something like that, you know you were looking at it and you're you're sitting there like I'm gonna already pay five hundred dollars for a stand that's gonna weigh a, a not light amount of weight and then right. you're, I'm gonna haul this in and I know with my climbers like they're nice to take and like like pack in and out but like also when I get them in there I'm like I don't even want to haul this damn thing out. Right. With with these newer stands, you know, you're, you're talking, you know, anywhere between 10 pounds to what? Like five? I think, I think the Beast stand without the seat pad and all uh-huh. that on it is 6.7 pounds. Yeah. So, I mean, stupid, stupid light. Stupid light. So, you're, you're, getting, you're getting into that area now where these stands are becoming more accessible to people. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm happy to finally have one because yeah, it's, it's going to see you in one. It's it's going to allow me to do <clears throat> some things a little bit differently than what I necessarily a would lot have. Different. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and and the thing is, you know, think about spots that you like to hunt where mm-hmm. you can kind of expect deer. Well, you have a limited selection of trees, right? Well, now, and if you can get up in those trees, you're not hidden. Well, the generally, o- the other the other part about it that I kind of look at is is that. Uh, I would normally, so I would normally hunt out of a ladder stand or something like that in sure. some of these areas. I can take this stand and I can say like, oh, the wind's blowing this way today. I can actually take this and go get on the other mm-hmm. side of the creek today. And that way I can still hunt my area where I know these deer are coming through. Yep. I just don't have to go sit in that spot or not hunt it at all because there's an area there that I don't want to touch just yet. Yep, I agree. And it's 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 going to be... Such a game changer for oh, yeah. you, dude. Yeah. It'll be amazing. Um, so the other cool thing I wanted to bring up about the one sticking, because mm-hmm. I'm going to do that this year. Anybody that hunts with me <laughs> has seen what goes on. Generally, mm-hmm. Chris is racing to go to the bathroom at some point, right? <laughs> There's been some times where we've had some sketchy <laughs> incidents where I ain't making it at the ground, so we're going right there, right? Well, mm-hmm. When you one stick and rappel out of the tree, mm-hmm. I can get out of the tree in seconds. Yeah. And 
not have to detach this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in a mid-morning hunt and I need to use the bathroom for whatever, nature's calling and you ain't fighting it, well, repel, grab your stick and rappel down. Yeah. And then just climb back up. And you, you literally, your tether, your rappel line is your tether. So, so it's attached. already set. Yeah. So you, you don't even have to move that up above you each time and everything when nope. you go up that time. And it's pretty nice. Um, I'm pretty much going to look like the goofiest dude of all time because <laughs> I'm not going to use a safety harness. I'm going to use a saddle. Okay. Now, for those that don't understand what I just said, I will be connected to a harness. I'm just not taking a traditional safety harness. Right. It, it And this isn't like a rock climbing harness either. It's developed differently. So mm-hmm. if, if you take a... I mean, what you would call in rock climbing, you take a whipper where, like, you fall. Like, if you, uh, you're you climbing a lead climb and you're trying to place a cam or you're trying to, you know, uh, put the next piece in for the route um, and you'd fall, like, you just kind of free hang. Like, like you just whip down and you have a strong chance of hitting a rock. Um, <clears throat> but these saddles, like, that, that's less likely to happen because of the way you're going up the tree with a lineman's rope mm-hmm. with how you are uh, attached to the tree yep. and how close you are to the tree altogether. That and you, you know, smart climbing is safe climbing. You keep moving that tether up above you to yep. keep the slack out. And if you slip and fall, you fall a foot, not 15, not 15 or even, even five. I mean, right. If you fall five feet. That's a lot different. And, and again, there's so many things I think people don't think about when you're you're using these sticks and steps and mm-hmm. uh, mainly the sticks. The steps aren't solid enough to hurt you. I mm-hmm. feel like they can. Uh, Bullman Outdoors has some, and I, this isn't me saying that they're going to hurt you. I'm just saying they're metal. Um, they're a little different than his plastic steps, mm-hmm. the Silent Approach. So uh, the metal ones are the pioneers, and so I'm assuming that they're going to have some edges on them, right? But he's been covering up with these sweet-ass camo tape. Did you say the camo tape? Yeah, right? it's actually pretty cool. So it kind of rounds things off. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you haven't done that, then maybe you might catch an edge or something. But mainly it's those sticks. Dude, those sticks, where do you put one of those on a tree? They're solid. Oh, yeah. Like, they're oak on the tree. So if you were to fall off and your leg catches on that as mm-hmm. you go down, it's probably going to gore you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I've seen guys with some rough Nasty. leg cuts. Yeah, lacerations on the leg. And so it's one thing you got to be careful about. So you keep pu- putting that tether above you mm-hmm. and keep that slack out of there so you fall one or two feet and not five or six or whatever. Right, and right. get your arm or your neck or whatever caught in the tether. I mean, you got to be careful. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um. So, there's also a lot of different and very interesting ways to connect your stand, your sticks, your steps, your platforms. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are used to the old style where you had a bracket and you slid this stand down in it. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Then you had the ratchet strap or Mm -hmm. the chain the chain wasn't bad. The ratchet strap, oh my god! Yeah, those things were terrible. Um, and now we have cam buckles with mm-hmm. the Versa button. Yeah. So the cam buckle strap has a loop on each end, 
you literally just put a loop on the Versa button, go around the tree, put the loop on the Versa button again, and then pull the strap tight. And then cam it down. And and cam it down, and you're you're good. Yeah. So which, which is nuts when you think about it. Like you have a yeah. piece of rope hanging on there, and it's it's holding onto that that much yep. stronger. But then when you think about it, also you're not leaving it on there for the season either. Like right. you're you're <clears throat> getting in and out of a tree, and you're not. This isn't like your your dad's old steps that were those. Like metal steps that you would stack together, and then you like can't like you would uh, ratchet to a tree, and you'll see these on uh, WMAs every once in a while still, and like they'll be sitting there, and you're like the ratchet straps are almost eaten through, and and things like that. These are very different from those. Yep. So I think the other thing that's important to talk about. You know, you want to learn as much as you can when you get into this game. And I'm kind of a junkie when it comes to just soaking up all this different information. I've Mm -hmm. learned a bunch of different hitches. Um, I've learned a a lot of ways to hack things, if you will. You'll notice on our YouTube channel, sometimes me or Luke or Josh or whoever will, Mm -hmm. will think of something and then we'll make a video on it. Right. And and a lot of times it's cool and sometimes it's the first of its kind. Sometimes, you know, recently I did a kind of a a tether method of mm-hmm. connecting a stand and sticks and um it's cool. But I had a gentleman by the name of Matthew Katoya reach out to me mm-hmm. and say, Cool video, man. Uh I've got something real similar to that coming out and I thought <laughs> Oh cool, you know, and that boom, PSH yep. and now We've got a video out on that, and that's yep. I mean, so cool. Um, in my opinion, the best way to connect your stand sticks or platform. Mm-hmm. Um, all the functions of a cam buckle without the bulk and the weight and the metal to make the noise. Nice, yeah. So, really cool. Um, that video is out now, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so, learning your different ropes and how, say, a Prusik knot grips different rope is very interesting. The Sterling Oplux rope is probably the best rope to make a tether or a lineman's belt out of. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, if you don't have one... I got one. Get another one. Get another one. Two. That way, when you go over a branch, ah, you are always connected. Connected, yeah. Because the last thing I want to do is say, oh, congratulations on the stand I stole, sold you, <laughs> and then have to leave deer season to come go see to me in a hospital or come wipe your butt or something. Yeah. So, uh, let's not make that happen. Yeah. Um, what else could we kind of dive into with our short amount of time? I mean, I think the biggest thing for people to kind of understand with this is, you know, it's not too late to get into this. No. Like, this isn't like a young man's thing. <clears throat> and nope. I don't want people to think that. So if you've not ever done this kind of stuff before... There's plenty of individuals out there, and there's plenty of information out there now. Uh, I mean, especially within the past two to three years, it's really kind of exploded um, with people giving information on how to make things or how to do things with this stuff. You can can basically, I mean, go on YouTube, type in saddle hunting, and you're going to find tons of stuff. Or type in mobile hunting or type in, you know, whatever. You're going to find things to help you understand it more and, you know, like I said, you don't got to be 20 years old to start this stuff. Like you can yeah. be in my, I'm in my mid-30s. Right. And 
it's something I'm just picking up now. Yep. Yeah, I mean, a lot of us are. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's not new, but, I mean, this game has exploded lately. And I think, you know, a lot of it can be considered kind of a fad. Yeah. But it's the most intelligent method to hunt. <clears throat> I mean, same as, you know, when we talk about mobile hunting, you don't always get in a stand or a saddle or a blind. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times where I'm two rows into a cornfield on a five-gallon bucket. Right. Because I have... X amount of time to get to a spot. It's my closest spot. There's standing corn, and I know that deer are going to travel the edge, and corn is what they eat that yep. time. So it's it's only smart, right? But, I mean, you got to play the game smart no matter what you're doing, but uh, it, it's not always about having the most expensive or lightest or you know latest and greatest thing, but sometimes those things do help. So Oh, absolutely um, they do. If I had to tell anybody anything, though, getting on YouTube, there's a couple of guys that are pretty good. Uh, One dude, Spencer Valeri, he has the Saddle Hunter Mm -hmm. YouTube page, and it's pretty pretty good. He reviews a lot of great stuff. Um, Another guy who's taught me a few things, and he's really cool. They're very cool to interact with as well. his name is Zach Owensley. He runs the um, Aerial Assault. Okay. Um, and I love his song on his intro. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Willie Echo. Uh, Welcome to the fire. So um, those are good guys to check out. Of course, our YouTube channel, Fueled by the Outdoors, is great because we have a, a mix of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're actually going to have a really good video coming out that shows you. We're going to have our boy Luke Lacey show you guys how to go up a tree in one trip. You never come back down, which I have to say, this is very important. So you'll want to watch that. Not that you mm-hmm. won't, but going up a tree in one trip reduces the percentages that you have to slip and fall. Right. It reduces your fatigue, your sweat, your scent, everything, right? Your movement, your noise, everything. So he'll go up a tree. We all do. Uh, he'll hang his sticks set a stand, pull his pack up, pull his bow up, and mm-hmm. he's hunting. And and I learned that from him. And so, and I think the first time I ever watched him do it, I think it took him 12 minutes and some change. Oh, really? To go up, hang his sticks. I think he hung four sticks, too. Hung his stand, and then had his bow. Uh, I don't know that he had his bow or pack. So he, he hung a stand and sticks. Yeah. In 12 minutes and change. And this is the first time he ever did it. Wow. So, and and I can say you can shave some minutes off oh, with yeah. a few practice rounds. So, which is another thing. Practice. We practice with our bows. We practice with all this different stuff. It's very important. Last year, I get so big headed and I thought, <laughs> well, I've, I've hung two sticks and I've hung three sticks. What's the difference in hanging one more stick and then hanging a stand? Well, don't be an idiot like me. <laughs> Go do that stuff because opening day on public land, it was probably a half hour after daylight, and I was pulling my bow up. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I was pissed off. Now, admittedly, I had trouble finding a tree, mm-hmm. which, again, Should, I was doing yeah. a lot of competition archery, and I didn't scout. Mm. And had I had a tree picked out, you wouldn't have I'd that issue. I shimmied right up that thing. Yep. So, 
that that all comes into play, guys. Yeah. So again, that goes into things we've talked about before. Proper scouting is important to do. Huge. And you know, we're literally one month out from Kentucky's opener, so yeah, baby. Um, yeah. So it it's it's coming here soon. And yeah. if you haven't begun like practicing and doing stuff now, you need to start. Uh, the other thing I would suggest is if you have the ability, shoot from your stand. Like if you, oh, if, dude. if you can get in your stand and shoot at a target, um, even if you're only like five feet off the ground, just get comfortable shooting from that platform because it can make all the difference in the world and how you are uh, aiming at an animal and making sure that you, uh, you know, your sights are level and everything like that versus, you know, taking a bad shot. Like it's, it, it's just as important as anything else. Yep. So with that being said, guys, I think we're going to go ahead and bounce because yeah. it is 10 till 11 p.m. It's a late one tonight. And I have about a 40, 45-minute drive to northern Kentucky to pick up Spencer from CVG. And then we're going to come back here, try to get some shut-eye, and go work the expo tomorrow. Sweet. So, so concluder? Um, honestly, I just want to thank everybody for their support in this. Uh, mm-hmm. You, our team, and all of our amazing members and vendors and the people who donated that couldn't make it and Mm -hmm. everything, all the support's been nothing short of humbling and kind of overwhelming to an extent. Um, We're really hoping that we have a good turnout tomorrow because if we do, you know, we put this together. I had this idea on like June 30th and we spent about a week getting a building and a date yeah so there's week one that left us four weeks until the expo and in about two and a half weeks three weeks one of which i was on vacation we put together a lot of vendors Uh and some of the biggest names in this industry and we have got a hell of a raffle list and yes, I'm really excited. Do. Uh, the support for us and as well as Officer Bear mm-hmm, has mm-hmm. been amazing. Just want to thank everybody. I hope that I get to talk about seeing a bunch of you tomorrow. And, uh, you know, safe travels to you tomorrow for your this is a celebration of life. Celebration of life, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, um, and I hope my boy Pierce is out there in Colorado having a badass time. Yeah. He's never been out west. This is huge for him. Oh, really? His lady surprised him today. Nice. So I got to tell this story before we go. Okay. His lady got with his wife got with his boss, and got got the day off and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, his boss made up a story to cover it, <laughs> and he told Pierce he had jobs. Well, Pierce goes absolutely berserk. And then come to find out, <laughs> he figures it out. Boss never spilled the beans. Um, so kudos to his boss. But, uh, yeah, she surprised him. They, she flew him out to uh, Estes Park. Nice. And they're out there having a blast. So, uh, you know, hopefully they come back safe and have some good memories. But uh, just want to thank everybody for the support. Yeah, absolutely. How about you? Um, same thing as always. If you have the ability, get somebody in the outdoors uh, this year, whether it's fishing or hunting. It's important. Um, the only other thing I could say is uh, it's deer season soon, 
And steer season in California and Florida. Season, yeah, exactly. And Nevada oh, came in okay. August 1st, I think. So mule deer at least. Um, be out there scouting if you haven't already. It's not too late to keep scouting. Um, scouting happens the entire season. Yep. Get out there, find you a spot, and if you if someone's in a spot that you wanted to be at, figure out Plan B and Plan C. That way you can go be a to mobile it. hunter. Be a mobile hunter. So <laughs> that's all I got. And uh, guys, this has been fueled by the outdoors. We've been your hosts, Rick Cates and Chris Leppert. Uh, we thank you for joining us tonight, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. See you. And that will do it for our podcast today. Please remember to subscribe, like, review on all major podcasting platforms. We are available on Apple, Google, TuneIn, CastBox, Spotify, and all other major podcasting platforms. As always, we are available for contact at theeliteoutdoors1 at gmail.com. That is theeliteoutdoors, the number one, at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you next time.